0: To I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virgil Vinny. Welcome to our debut month of I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virgil Vinny. This episode is brought to you by WebHelp US. WebHelp US designed and maintains iloveoldtimeradio.com and can do the same for you. Whether it's a small site with your business location and contact information, or a more complex site requiring many employees controlling different sections, WebHelp US can build the site for you. Their packages include hosting and an SSL certificate to give your site the trusted green padlock. Showing it's secure. Contact WebHelpUS at webhelpus.com to talk about your website today. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday, each day, with a different theme. Tuesdays mean comedy, and comedy means my friend Irma. We are missing only one show between last week's episode and this week. The audio quality was pretty bad with a high squeal in it, and we did our best to clean it up a bit while trying to preserve the authenticity of an old recording. This is episode number four, originally aired May 2nd, 1947, and it's entitled, Irma is Convinced It's Jane's Birthday. Radio Theater.
1: The Golden Horseshoe Radio Theater brings you everybody's favorite, My Friend Irma. My Friend Irma. Starring Marie Wilson as Irma and Kathy Lewis as Jane, with John Brown as Al and Clive Erickson as Richard. Friendship,
2: friendship. Just a perfect friendship, where though their friendships have been forgotten, theirs will still be hot.
3: you can't go anywhere in life without friends. Now, I believe that. That's why I live with my friend Irma. She's a sweet girl and I love her. I love her very much, but she's, uh, Uh, well, as a famous philosopher once said, those who thirst for knowledge always get it. My friend Irma's been on the wagon for years. Believe me, Like the time she was preparing dinner, and I said, Irma, honey, why are you putting both of those cabbages in the stew? And Irma said, you know the old saying, Jane, two heads are better than one. (laughs) Well, this should give you a rough idea of one of Irma's rough ideas. And it's little things like that which have made me what I am today, practically a nervous wreck got to stop. So I resolve that nothing Irma can say or do today will get me riled. Because Sunday is my birthday. And so today I'm just going to relax. I am in complete control of my emotions. And I was pretty proud of myself because this morning she started tampering with me earlier than usual by greeting me with, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday. For one small detail. What? Today does not happen to be my birthday. <laughs> oh, Jane. You just don't want to tell me how old you are. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear J Stacy. Happy birthday. Are you finished? Not yet. To you. <laughs> It is Friday. It is not my birthday. Now look at the calendar, honey. If you don't believe me, my birthday comes on Sunday. I don't have to look at calendars. I have an instinct in these matters. Irma, what do you think a calendar's for? Well, to tell you to drink, buy insurance, and how for a dollar down you can get buried beautifully. <laughs> I again repeat, today is not my birthday. So if you don't trust me and you don't trust the calendar, trust Al. He gave it to us. I refuse to look at it. Why? Jane, you know the old saying, curiosity once killed a (laughs) groundhog. Irma, curiosity killed a cat. Gosh, it's getting to be a regular epidemic. Happy birthday to you! Stop, stop, stop! I- I'll agree you accept my birthday ahead of schedule if you'll just stop singing. Now that's more like it, Jane. And since it's your birthday, let me compliment you on how well preserved you are for forty-two. Forty-two? How'd you reach that figure? Well, life begins at forty, and when you met Richard, you said life was just beginning for you. And since you've been working for him for two years, that makes you forty-two. <laughs> Irma, let me ask you something, though I really care. Why are you so intent on giving me a birthday today when Sunday really is? What's the point? Well, today must be your birthday, otherwise, why would you get a telegram? Everybody knows you only get telegrams on your birthday. To Irma, a telegram means a birthday. I don't know how I can restrain myself and keep from yelling at her, but I am not going to break my promise. I'm going to save up all my yells. And tonight, when it's dark, I'm going up on the roof and for a full hour crouch there and bay at the moon. <laughs>
2: Would it be asking
3: too much for you to let me read my own telegram? Well, I'll give it to you tonight when you blow out the candles on the cake I'm going to bake for you. Honey, listen, it might be important. I'd like to see the telegram now. All right, Jane, but I don't see why you should be so impeccable. (laughs) Impeccable. Uh, (laughs) Uh-huh. Now... You put the telegram. Now, now let me see. Uh, well, when the messenger gave it to me, I put it in my right hand. Then when I signed it, I put it in my left hand. Then when I was washing the dishes, I put it in my mouth, and then I ate. Irma, you didn't. Oh, don't be silly, Jane. I wouldn't do that. I'm on a diet. Irma, where is the telegram? Think, think, Thanks, Jane. I got it. It's on the sink. Oh, no. On top of all my troubles, you're developing a list. Here it is, Jane. I'll read it to you. No, thanks, honey. I'll read it. <laughs> Happy birthday to you, signed Father. <laughs> Irma, this is going too far. I think it was sweet of it. Irma, my father did not send me this telegram, but I know who did. You. And you signed it, Father. Jane, don't be silly. How could I be a father? I'm not even married yet. <laughs> Listen to me, Irma. Now listen to me. I I made a resolution that I would not let you make me angry today, but I don't know if I can keep it, and I'll tell you why. To start with, you sold me a birthday earlier than it really is. You are now trying to make me believe this telegram came from my father, but you won't stop there. No, no, not you. You're going to arrange a surprise party for me, I'll bet you. (laughs) Richard and the neighbors. I, I can't stop you, but I want to tell you one thing. When you finish planning everything, just remember this I will not be present at a birthday party which is not on my birthday. Now, what do you say to that? Happy birthday! <laughs> to call you and tell you to bring Jane a present because today's her birthday oh no don't feel
1: badly chicken even if your hand reached me i couldn't have afforded a present because my new deal just fell through
3: oh uh, oh honey that's all right al i'll bake her a cake tonight and i'll say it came from both of us it'll be my own special recipe it's a three-layer cake the first layer is cake and the second layer is icing and the third layer is wax <laughs>
1: What's the wax for?
3: Well, it's a lot quicker than waiting for the candles to melt down. Oh, hi, Jane. Gee, I'm sorry I didn't bring you a present, but I would like to wish you... Don't say it, Al. I've been through a lot today. You see, Irma thinks it's my birthday, and it's not until Sunday, so look. Al, will you do me a favor and straighten her out? You know, after all, you're going to marry her someday, and I think it's time you sat down and had a little talk with her. Do you mean like a man-to-man talk? Any kind of talk. You know what I mean, Al? Yeah, I got
1: you, Jane. Uh, Will you come over in the corner a minute, Chicken, and
3: I'll try to straighten you up. You know, Chicken... comes a time. Thanks, Al. You've helped me a lot.
1: (laughs) But, honey, I haven't said anything yet.
3: I like it better that way. It's easier to remember.
1: (laughs) Look, Alma, someday you and I plan to go up to a man, and he'll make us
3: one. Oh, I like that, Al, because then we'll never fight. Why? Because it takes two to start an argument. (laughs) You see what I mean?
1: Chicken, with your permission, I'd like to call this whole thing off.
3: Oh, but I... I just love having these intellectual discussions with you. Uh, But now getting back to Jane's surprise party, which I'm arranging for tonight. chicken, Jane says it's not her birthday. Oh, but Al, she gave me the idea for the party. I remember her exact words. She said, go on, your type will arrange a surprise party for me. (laughs) See? Well, Al, did you straighten her mouth? Uh Uh-huh. Happy birthday to you.
1: Take the family for a drive through the scenic countryside and back to yesterday. Circle M Flea Market. Yesterday recaptured. And take some collectibles from Grandma's Day. Circle M is one of Canada's largest indoor flea markets. As the days get cooler, you'll stay warm and cozy in the Circle M. A varied selection of items, large and small. So take a drive along Highway 5. Two and a half miles west of Highway 6 to the Circle M Flea Market. Open Sundays 10 to 5. Circle M Flea Market. A hundred years behind the times and proud of it.
3: now, Irma and I met, and I'm losing every round. <laughs> she's got me on the ropes, and now she's preparing to deal the knockout blow because Richard has just entered the room, and Irma is waiting to greet him with... Hello, Richard. You're just in time. Hello, girls. Al. Hey, what are you doing here? Having a party? You see, even Richard knows.
1: Knows what?
3: Irma means that you know that today is my birthday, and pretty soon she's going to ask you, why didn't you bring Jane a present? And you're going to be embarrassed and say... Well, oh, I didn't know it was her birthday. And Al's going to say. Irma's right. And I'm going to say.
2: That
3: I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> myself, I would not get angry. Say, what's this all about? Uh, can I see you a minute, Richard? Richard, far be it from me to say anything, but Jane's losing her memory and doesn't even know that today is her birthday. Really? Yes. So you have to handle it, uh. Well,
2: Oh, certainly I will.
3: What are surely. you two mumbling about over there? What's Irma been telling you, Richard? You certainly don't believe her fantastic story about today being my birthday, do you? Oh,
1: no, Jane, but, uh,
3: happy birthday to me. in the kitchen doing I don't know what. I had the opportunity to be with Al and Richard alone and try and straighten out the situation. I was saying, you see, kids, today is not my birthday. But when Irma gets an idea in her head, there's nothing you can do to stop it. Has so much room to run around in. (laughs) So what do you say we all go out to dinner, huh? Forget the whole thing. They think I'm half baked, and I know they're not talking about the cake. I'm only trying to do the right thing and celebrate Jane's birthday, but they're all against me. But I know what I'm doing every second of the time. And sometimes even oftener. I know what I'll do. I'll just lie down here like I fell and take this empty pot and crack it against the sink and they'll think it's my head. Okay, here goes. Oh! Oh! They got me! Erna! Oh, Richard, oh. Al, come here, quick. Grandma's oh. hurt stop. Come and give me a hand. Yeah,
1: take it easy. Put her on the oh. couch. You can open up your Mommy. eyes. Speak to me. This is Al. You're Al. Jane. Jane, I think she's unconscious. <laughs> oh, really, Richard?
3: Are you sure? Well, I don't know. Well, heavens, we got to make sure. Oh, I know what I'll do. I'll get Dr. Miller to come upstairs. Merwin. Merwin Miller. Yeah. Will you drop that cap and tell your father to come up here right away? What's the matter? Somebody hurt? Yes, Irma fell down. She's unconscious. On her? How can you tell? <laughs> you go and get your father and tell him to get up here right away. Who do you need him for? Take me. Take me. I'm just as good. <laughs> Get your father, the doctor. All right, I'll get him. I don't know, I can't understand it. They're always asking for my old man instead of me. Just because he's got a
2: license.
3: <laughs> hey, Pa! Go to apartment 3B, the peas and girls lay out like a dog. <laughs> and we all stood around breathlessly for his diagnosis and finally he said... Well,
1: Jane, I don't think there's anything to be alarmed about. There are no apparent bruises, so the worst it could be would be a slight concussion.
3: Concussion of what? It's
1: hard to say we've got so little to go on. a seasonal gift or something to remember a special moment, Straits Jewelers are the people to help you make these memories. A gift from Straits tells someone you really care, so whatever your reason for giving, make it a gift from Straits Jewelers. I'm Harold Straits, and we know how to help you give a memory with a gift from Straits Jewelers in Hopedale Mall, Oakville, and in Shoppers World, Albion and Kipling. And now it's the Sportsman Quartet with Ludd Gluskin and his orchestra and their novel arrangement of Sipping Cider. Sip, sip, sipping cider. Sip, sip,
2: sipping. Sip, sip, sipping cider. Sip, sip, sipping.
1: My zip, sweetest gal. Cow- First saw a selling cider in a grocery store at half past six when the sun would set. I used to go to see my pet. sheep would pull the shade and shut the door. Shut the door, shut the door. We'd get some cider and a big long straw. We were flipping cider through a straw. We sat there for
2: I hit first and beat hit last, she well, we the most, I'm hit so fast. We hit till I saw it and I hit by the summer lip. my mother-in-law. Hit, 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 tighter, hit, When first I saw her with a straw, said I to
1: her. Say, are you sipping something? Yeah,
3: her sipping cider. It's all the gold.
2: She was as sweet as sweet can be. Sweet can be, sweet can be. But sipping of the cider was the end of me. This thing cider threw a straw.
1: We sat there for hours and hours. I dipped first and Steve dipped last. Well, he dipped the most because he dipped so fast. We sipped till I straw his slipped, And then I sipped the cider from her lips. That's how I won my mother-in-law. (laughs) Zip, (laughs) phep 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 phep
3: Mr. Miller was in there an eternity examining poor Irma, poor little Irma who never thought of anything bad. I felt so helpless that anything like this should happen to Irma. She's such a sweet kid, so understanding and so helpless herself. You see, it's so hard to stand by and see her lying there like a frightened cocker spaniel. <laughs> Dr. Miller came out and I said Doctor, how is Irma? Tell me, is there anything serious? No,
1: Jane, she fell down But there's no sign of any injury So I don't think we've anything to worry about
3: Oh, I can't accept that, Doctor Irma means too much to me You see, you see, I feel a great responsibility for her And when I think of that poor kid lying there in pain it... Well, what can we do? There must be something Why do people
1: always say there must be something? I could ease your mind by taking a lot of x-rays But I don't think the expense is warranted She may have a slight concussion, so the only thing to do is not to excite her, make her comfortable, humor her, give her everything she wants, and let nature do the rest. Hello, son. See,
3: Miss Stacey, you wouldn't call me. I would have told you the same thing for half-price. Haven't lost a cat in four years. Come on, Merwin. Okay, Pop.
1: By the way, Merwin, why did you open my can of ether?
2: Mama couldn't sleep last night.
3: It's working. Now they're all going to wait on me. I feel like queen for a day. (gasps) Now I'll go to stepfather and make them believe I'm crazy by pretending I'm smart.
2: (laughs) Jane. Jane.
3: Yes, darling. Yes, what is it? Can I do anything for you? Is there anything you want? Anything at all? Now, don't get upset. What can I get for you? What? I'd like to read. Oh, sure, honey. I'm sorry I didn't think of it first. The little strength you had, you had to ask me. and forgive myself. Here, darling. Here are your favorite books. Here's your giant comics. Here's your Superman and Dick Tracy. If you want to idle away your time, here's your crayon book. Jane, I don't want to read those books. I- the Encyclopedia Britannica! <laughs> Richard, she's
2: delirious. I remember what
3: the doctor said? You're humorous. Oh, my darling, maybe I misunderstood you. I'll, I'll bend over so you can whisper it in my ear. Now, you save your strength, honey. Did you say the Encyclopedia Britannica? Yes, but tear the appendix out, Jane. Why? In my condition, I want a healthy book. <laughs> This is past. She sounded like the old Irma. Uh-uh. Uh-uh, I don't think so, and I'm scared. Irma would never ask for the Encyclopedia Britannica. I didn't even know she could pronounce it. I'm really frightened about all this, Richard. Well, now, wait a minute, Jane. Don't be upset. Well, I'll try something else. Irma, honey, listen. Shall I put on your Spike Jones record? Well, thank you, Jane, but maybe we'd all like to listen to the Philharmonic. That did it. Richard, Irma has never been sicker in her life. Well,
1: now, Jane, aren't uh, just... just... Jane, I'm not sure, but possibly the shock has brought on a hidden intellect that we never thought Irma possessed. Well, if it has, it's weird. It's, <laughs> it's unnatural, and I don't want any part of it for Irma. I love her the way she was, simple and... Uh, well, you know, the way Irma was. <laughs> Chicken, so this is all. You're all. Please snap out of it. If you do, I'll do anything. I'll I'll even get myself a job. There, I said the word. <laughs>
3: I feel tired already. But I'll do it. Uh, just during your convalescent period, of course. Oh, Richard, I can't stand it. I want the old Irma back, and I want the old Al back, who doesn't work. These changes are coming too fast for me. I'm not a well woman. I think we need somebody else to consult with besides Dr. Miller. I don't agree with you.
1: I tell you, this kid Merwin is
3: nothing. I'm not thinking of Merwin.
1: You better not. The kid ain't even got a license. Oh, Al, will
3: you stay sakes. Richard, what do you suggest?
1: Well, well, I've got an idea. I'll get our family physician, Dr. St. Clair Howard. He's the head of the staff of one of our biggest hospitals here in New York and is a favor to me. Why, well, I'm sure he'd come right over and talk to Irma.
3: Oh, that's wonderful. Call him right away, Richard. Who's stopped? Uh, we don't need a doctor. My mind is just snapped back to normal. No, darling, not. now don't excite yourself. You just go along with me, huh? Janie knows what's best for you. But, Jane, I don't need a doctor. Well, I know you don't, dear, but it's, it's a whim of Janie's. You know, do it for me because I give up. Today is my birthday. <laughs> And Irma, waiting for Dr. Howard's arrival. Suddenly, I heard footsteps coming down the hall, and I said, oh, thank goodness the doctors arrived, Richard. The door opened, and in came... What happened? What is this about Irma? Oh, hello, Professor
1: Kropotkin. Janie, what have they done to her? What terrible, tragic thing has happened to my little person? on
3: Well, you, you see, Professor, Irma fell down and hit her head on the floor. This I know, but
1: how did she hurt herself? <laughs>
3: He seems to know. Dr. Miller thinks she might have a slight concussion as a result of the fall, but we're not taking any chances. We're calling in a specialist to treat her.
1: What for a specialist? I, Kropotkin, will treat little Irma myself with my own private remedy which never fails. That's very nice of you, Professor Kropotkin, but but I think we'd better wait for Dr. Howard. Or what? To treat that little girl? To me, this is fascinatingly simple. <laughs> Is wrong with Irma can be cured with one treatment. T <laughs> T E <T-E>. T. <laughs> Beautiful world. Cures everything.
3: Well, Professor Kropotkin, we appreciate your help, but tea is not the remedy for Irma. Jane,
1: you don't seem to realize that a glass of tea is symbolical of the whole universe. First, the tea leaves on the bottom of the glass. That's the earth. Then the water. That's like the air over it. And floating on top, the lemon. That's the salt. <laughs> Now, put in a dash of vodka. Thunder, lightning, earthquake.
3: Yeah, sure. Well, we appreciate what you're trying to do, Professor, but honestly.
1: up? You got no confidence? Kropotkin does not push. I'll bring the tea myself. (laughs) Because already from this argument, I'm sick. (laughs)
3: nice of Professor Kopotkin, but I think he's barking up the wrong key. I'm a tree toddler Well, you just take it easy, honey. The doctor will be here soon. How are you feeling now, dear? Well, I'd feel much better if you didn't send for the doctor. Oh, well, don't worry. I bet you the doctor will tell us that there's nothing wrong with our little Irma, huh? would that be nice? <laughs> found out I was faking, I, I might be, you know. Ah, you're sweet. You just don't want to worry me, do you? No, but I'm a little worried myself. There, that must be the doctor. And soon we'll know everything, won't we? Yeah, everything.
2: Come in. Come in.
1: Hello. Is this apartment three B? Oh yes, yes. Hello, Doctor Howard. I'm so glad you've come. Uh, may I present uh, Jane Stacy? Hello. How do you do? And this is Al. Uh, Al. See, you know I don't lo- know your last name, Al. Nobody does. Just call me Al. And, uh, Doctor, this is the patient Irma. Oh. So this is the patient. How are we feeling?
3: Well, I don't know about you, but I feel fine. <laughs> so we fell down
1: on our heads, did we? <laughs> Do you hear anything ringing?
3: Of course not. But uh, would you mind answering the phone? I am. I Why
2: am. I?
1: The phone isn't ringing.
3: Well, no wonder I already answered it. Oh, this is
1: terrible. Uh, please, please, sir. Uh... We're getting along fine. Now, Emma, has the ringing stopped? Yes. That's fine.
3: Now somebody's knocking at the door. <laughs> this is frightening.
1: Will you all leave me alone with her? I think I know what the trouble is.
3: Doctor, how is she? Miss
1: Stacy, I'm going to be very honest.
3: Don't spare me. I can take it.
1: First, before I tell you, here's a prescription which contains a minor sedative to settle her nerves.
3: Well, what's the real trouble, Doctor? What's wrong with Irma?
1: I think your friend Irma is malingering. Malingering? (laughs) into the layman's language. Irma is faking.
3: Well, that's impossible. But it's true, and that's
1: my analysis.
3: Richard, did you hear what he said? I can't believe it. Are you sure, Dr. Howard? Positive.
1: But if you want consultation, I don't mind. In fact, I suggest that you call Dr. Miller. He's one of the best in his line. <laughs> and I believe he lives in the neighborhood. Oh, we had him and his kid, and they didn't do any good. <laughs> Anyway, that's my opinion, and I'd stake my medical reputation on it. This girl is faking. I knew it the minute I talked to her. They never fool me. Well, goodbye, and... By the way, happy birthday to you, Miss (laughs) Stacey.
3: Dr. Howard said, Are you faking? Answer me yes or no. Yes or no? <laughs> the idea of giving me two answers. Well, give me another question and we'll be even. (laughs) Irma Peterson, I see it all. We've just been taken in by you. You're driving us all crazy. Why? (laughs) Well, because today is your birthday and I wanted to keep you here for your party. Oh, are you still on that birthday? Today is Friday. My birthday comes on Sunday. Look at the calendar. It says May 2nd is Sunday.
1: Jane, today is May 2nd.
3: What? Well, I... Uh, look, look at the calendar. It says Sunday is May 2nd. Oh,
1: I forgot to tell you something about that calendar. It happens to be next year's calendar.
3: Well, what good is that, Al? Well, look, Jane. Is it a crime to be ahead of your time? <laughs> to you, Jane. All right, all right. Don't rub it in. I'm sorry, honey, and I apologize. I see now. You only you only wanted to be nice and give me a party. I really don't deserve it.
1: Yes, you do, Jane, and it's not too late to celebrate. Come on, we'll all go down to the rich and have a
3: wonderful party. Oh, I'm all for it. I never felt better in my life. <laughs>
2: Irma! 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 Oh.
3: <laughs> Merwin! Father, something's just happened to my friend Irma.
0: So it turns out Irma did know it was Jane's birthday after all, despite Jane's best efforts to convince her otherwise. This episode did air on May 2nd, and Al's calendar was for 1948, which did see May 2nd being a Sunday. This was also the first episode we got to hear from the character Professor Kropotkin, the Russian violinist at the Princess Burlesque Theater, that we heard about in the first episode. He was played by Hans Conried and was with the show until 1953. We'll be seeing more of him in future episodes as his role expands along with Mrs. O'Reilly, the landlady. Conrad was a very active voiceover actor, and if you've seen the 1953 Disney animated classic of Peter Pan, you'll know him as Captain Hook. Now it's time for listener comments, and Tim wrote concerning the first episode of My Friend Irma, I was laughing out loud for real as I listened to this while I worked. Well, I was laughing right along with you. Mary said, fun to listen while I work, thanks. Well, thank you, Mary, for taking the time to listen. And that's going to do it for our program. You can find I Love Old Time Radio on iTunes, the Google Play Store, and on Stitcher. You can listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn. Please take the time to rate us and leave a comment as well. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com. If you would like to help support this show, you can do so at iloveoldtimeradio.com forward slash support. Tomorrow is Detective Day, and that means Richard Rogue with Rogue's Gallery. And join us next Tuesday for more hilarious hijinks with my friend Irma. For radio.com, this is Virtual Vinny.